This is the Rorschach update from Malawi for Thursday, the 12th of August. The show will be around 10 minutes of the big stuff going down in Malawi. On Sunday, the 8th of August, Malawi received 302,400 doses of the Johnson & Johnson vaccine, which were donated by the U.S. government through the COVAX facility. The Ministry of Health explained that Malawians would need only one dose of the J&J vaccine as it provides over 90% immunity from COVID-19. The country is expected to receive AstraZeneca and Pfizer vaccines in a few weeks as the Ministry of Health purchased 1.86 million doses of the COVID-19 vaccine through the Africa Vaccinate Transmission this past week. You can get more details about where to get your vaccine on the Malawi Ministry of Health's Facebook page. Still on the topic of COVID, the Blantyre City Council announced it will be intensifying its enforcement of COVID-19 restrictions to prevent further spread of the virus in the city. This follows a statement from the public health rules to step up enforcement, which, among other things, includes mandatory wearing of masks in markets, sports fields, recreation areas, and gatherings. Provisions also ban the preparation and serving of food at funerals. Law enforcement does have the right to stop any activities and events they find in breach of the restrictions. A breach may result in arrest or a 10,000 kwacha fine, approximately 13 U.S. dollars. Perhaps this pandemic has you thinking of furthering your studies. The ASFM team at the Kamuzu University of Health Sciences are offering postgraduate scholarships to non-Malawi Southern Africa Development Community, SADC applicants, for several courses, such as a Master's in Science degree, MSc, Global Health, Epidemiology, and an MSc in Antimicrobial Stewardship. This interests you, send an email to postgraduate at medcol, M-E-D-C-O-L dot M-W for more information. Elsewhere, the Malawi Police Service issued a request to Malawians, particularly Lilongwe residents, for total cooperation with law enforcement as Malawi hosts the 41st SADC Summit from Monday the 9th of August through Thursday the 19th in the capital city. Press release warned that police officers would be positioned in strategic places throughout the city to enhance safety and security and that the officers would be escorting foreign dignitaries from the airport to the venue at Bingu International Conference Center. As such, locals should use alternative roads when and where possible. The statement added sirens would be used to warn motorists and other road users to clear the way for convoys. Some of it is currently underway at Beak. The event was being preceded by the Standing Committee of Senior Officials and Finance Committee through late this week. The Council of Ministers meeting takes place Saturday the 14th and Sunday the 15th of August with the Oregon Troika Summit on Monday the 16th. The government announced it has budgeted 4 billion kwacha for the summit, which is approximately 5 million U.S. dollars, much to the dismay of citizenry who took to social media to voice their displeasure. Well, the Malawi Election Commission, MEC, instructed unvaccinated employees to stay home. ICT provider Spark Systems Limited announced it would give employees money for getting vaccinated as a way of encouraging its workers to get the COVID-19 vaccine. According to a statement released by the company through its managing director, Wisely Petey, Spark Systems Limited decided to offer all vaccinated employees, including those that have received only their first dose, a quarter of their monthly salary, citing that it is the responsibility of the company to keep everyone safe, a development that many on social media have applauded. What do you think of the best practices for companies in light of the pandemic? Should they incentivize their employees? Should the decision fall to the employee? We want to hear from you. Share some thoughts. 
Malawi Revenue Authority has urged business operators, including individual citizens in the country, to register with the revenue body in order for them to benefit from duty-free importation week, emphasizing that only those with a taxpayer identification number can benefit. MRA Head of Corporate Affairs, Stephen Kaploma, pointed out that the revenue body had no fixed time frame for business operators and individuals to register for their respective TINs. They did, however, imply it would be more convenient for businesses and individuals to acquire their TIN before the duty-free importation week. He also stated tax registration is being done electronically through MRA's Mskonko online platform or by calling the toll-free line 672. Other news, the Anti-Corruption Bureau, ACB, gave the National Oil Company of Malawi Limited, NOKMA, the go-ahead to award fuel supply contracts to successful bidders. Early this year, the ACB stopped the NOKMA from the bidding process after the group announced its intention to award contracts to companies including Lake Malawi Oil Limited, Dalbeat International, and Camel Oil. In June, following concerns that the procurement process was marred by corruption and that NOKMA had selected expensive bidders which would have led to taxpayers losing over 40 billion kwacha, which is approximately 49 million U.S. dollars, the ACB stepped in. The lifted ban now means NOKMA can go ahead and award fuel supply contracts as it intended earlier. The ACB also arrested Energy Minister Newton Kambala, President of Alliance for Democracy, Ford Chakufo Chihana, and President Advisor on Strategy Chris Chaima Banda over this alleged interference with fuel supply contracts. The ACB Principal Public Relations Officer Agrita Ndala confirmed the arrest, adding that the Bureau had received complaints triggering an investigation into the way National Oil Company of Malawi, Nokma, conducted the process of awarding contracts and another complaint alleging interference and meddling into Nokwa's contracts. Last year, Nokwa Deputy Chief Executive Officer Helen Buluma reported senior officials in the Tonse Alliance were interfering in the fuel supply contracts. In the letter, which was leaked on social media, Baluma said, quote, Honorable Kambala specifically instructed me to only receive instructions from him regarding the fuel supply procurement process, including the specific suppliers and volume allocated to each, and gave me names of four suppliers to whom I was instructed to award the fuel supply contract. End quote. Wow. The three remain under investigation by the Bureau and will be expected to appear before the court. President Chakwera has since fired Honorable Kambala and Chaima amid the allegations. In other news, the Malawi Police Service is being evasive in its response to presidential aide Martin Tom, who has managed to leave the country while on police bail. Tom was arrested last week and released on bail a few hours later for allegedly facilitating the smuggling of a loan authorization bill to Parliament. Reports indicate that Tom flew out of the country two days later, a development that has raised questions on his bail conditions. The National Police spokesperson, James Kadazera, indicates that they have launched an investigation, although he could not explain details about the suspect's bail conditions, which necessitated his travel outside the country. Meanwhile, Human Rights Defenders Coalition, HRDC chairperson Gift Trappens, is demanding full details from the police. We will continue to track this story. Elsewhere, your wallet can expect a boost of convenience as telecommunications company TNM unveiled Kadbi Mambande, 
the unveiling highlights a partnership between TNM, Pumba, and MasterCard, supported by local authorized MasterCard issuer National Bank of Malawi. The card will be available both as a mobile wallet on your phone and as a physical debit card similar to a bank ATM card. Khadi Mbabande is a MasterCard virtual payment solution that will enable TNM, Pumba, customers to make local and international e-commerce transactions. According to TNM, the TNM Mpumba card will be linked to your Mpumba mobile money wallet, and customers can make payments to local and global online brands and merchants, allowing TNM Mpumba customers to participate in the international marketplace. This means e-commerce transactions can be done instantly through mobile wallets for a wide variety of transactions that require card payments, including streaming subscriptions on Netflix, advertising on Facebook, online shopping on Amazon, as well as travel and other bill payments. At the moment, to pay for purchases using virtual payment solutions, Pumba customers will receive a 16-digit card number, security code, and expiration date, which they will use to complete an order an online purchase, much like they would with a physical card. Malawians are celebrating the development, with many saying it will ease the burdens they currently face in trying to purchase online. Creators have also stated that it will help lessen cases of piracy and help them make money from their art. Now news from the pitch. On Saturday, the 7th of August, the Confederation of African Football, CAF, condemned the state of Bingu National Stadium ahead of the World Cup qualifiers after its envoy visited the stadium for inspection. CAF banned the stadium and advised the Football Association of Malawi, FAM, to look for an alternative venue in neighboring countries, meaning the Flames will play home matches in the World Cup qualifiers abroad. Just a few hours after CAF had imposed its ban, however, FAM announced that it would appeal the decision, saying it is very disappointed with news as it had high hopes of the facility passing the test considering the significant effort and resources the Malawian government and FAM had put in to ensure the facility is up to par. FAM's statement further stated that it will request another inspection in two weeks. Malawi was expected to host some World Cup qualifier matches next month. While some football lovers are saddened by CAF's ban, others agree that more work needs to be put into the country's football infrastructure for safety reasons. Last up from this week's happenings, score one for the good guys, Castel Malawi, Rob Processors, Tip Tech Solutions, and Banja La Nsongolo are all facing cyberbullying accusations after using what is being called the Mesho Sex Scandal to market their products. According to some Malawians, the company's marketing efforts may have a negative mental impact on the parties involved. One comment on Facebook read, quote, Brands have a responsibility to be ethical and sensitive, just thinking about the issue. What if someone involved in the said scandal commits suicide? Would these brands trolling on social media retract their campaigns? End quote. In response to the matter, the Institute of Marketing in Malawi warned the companies involved to pull their ads and issue apology to concerned individuals. That's it for this week. Thanks for listening. We wanted to know what you love about living in Malawi, what drives you crazy about it, and other Malawi-related stuff you want us to know and report on. Give us a review in your favorite podcast platform or send us an email at podcasts at rorschach.com. Yutani Bueno.